Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Writing Suddenly podcast. I am so excited to be back today and I am going to bring things way back to the basics this episode because I believe it was last episode that we talked about um, like self-editing and that's more towards the end of the process of the writing process. So I figured why not take a few steps back <laughs> and talk about how to actually get started and most importantly, how to get started when you are totally new to writing or you haven't written a book before, but you are enjoying writing and you're like, I want to give it a shot. You know, I've gotten so many people reaching out to me, giving me like talking to me about their books that they want to try writing or how to get started with writing. So I figured why not do an episode here on the podcast about this. I do have plenty of other videos about this on my YouTube channel, just called Jamie Gray Author, um, where I talk about all sorts of things related to the supplies you need, what to expect when writing a book and getting motivated, all that stuff over on that channel. But today I just wanted to sit down and have a chat about all these different things and just talk about mainly the mindset <laughs> that you need to start writing a book and what the right mindset is to sort of try and keep when you go into uh, writing a book or trying to become trying or trying to become an author. Um, so let's just get right on into it. I will also talk about the supplies you need to write a book. Um, I won't go super in depth with it. I'll just kind of list some things off for anyone who maybe just doesn't know what <laughs> to get. Um, so hopefully that's helpful. Um, I do have a video talking about the different supplies and it goes a lot more in depth than I will here. So I'll leave links to that down uh, in the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube. But anyway, let's just get right on into it. <laughs> All right, so the very first thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you if you are new to writing or you haven't written a book before is, and like, this is like the first thing you kind of need to figure out is what genre of book are you interested in writing about? And what is this genre that fits your story, if that makes sense? Or what's, what does your story, what genre does your story fit into, I guess? <laughs> and obviously it's not gonna be too, too difficult for you to figure out where your story fits. Um, but if you don't have a story yet, but you're like, I want to write a book, I just don't know what about, um, I'm going to assume it's a fiction book, <laughs> not a nonfiction book. Um, but I would just suggest, and the best way to go about doing this is to uh, choose a genre that you actually enjoy reading or that you like, uh, uh, you like in media, I guess. <laughs> um, because whatever you enjoy reading is going to be what you enjoy writing. So whatever genre that is, whether that's fantasy, whether that's sci-fi, romance, um, I don't know, dystopian, I don't know, there's a million different genres out there. Um, whatever you are interested in reading or what you enjoy reading is what you're gonna enjoy writing about. So for example, I mean, I am a fantasy person. I like these stories fine, but I am just not into sort of like modern, uh, modern fantasy is fine, but like modern, like modern romance where like, it's just sort of people going about their everyday lives and then, oh, I fall in love with this guy or fall in love with this girl or whatever, that's just not, super interesting to me. <laughs> I like to let my creativity go a little bit more wild and that's personally just me. Maybe you love modern fantasy books and by all means go for it. That is definitely going to be the genre for you if that's what you enjoy reading. Um, but personally I know what I like and I know what I don't like and I like fantasy so that's what I'm gonna write about. <laughs> and on top of that you absolutely do not have to choose just one genre to choose to like write for. Like if I was like I like fantasy but I also really like sci-fi and I really like dystopian stories. 
I could write books about all those different things if I wanted to. Um, I will tell you that when it comes to creating a brand for yourself, it might be good. Like, I'm a, like if you want to be like an author and like have published books and have an audience, it would probably be better to choose a smaller collection of um, of genres, if not maybe one or two um, different things, different genres, because that's just going to be the easiest way for people to find you and for you to have, you to have a uh, consistent audience. Um, but if you're just doing it for fun, by all means, just do whatever genre you want, man. Um, and especially at the beginning here, you don't have to like um, get married to any one thing. You're still just testing the waters. So don't like think too much <laughs> into the future. Just try to enjoy the process and figure out what works best for you. Like literally my first book that I ever wrote, and this was, I don't even know how long ago this was. It's probably like in grade eight or something like that. The first novel that I ever wrote, and it was a, it was a novel. It wasn't very long, but it was like a novel. Um, <laughs> it was literally like, like sci-fi, honestly. And I haven't written a sci-fi novel since. I'm not a sci-fi uh, author, but that was the first book I ever wrote. Um, and that's because I liked things like Star Wars and whatnot. Like I was really into that as a kid. So I wanted to write that. And that's what I wrote. And it, it was a fine book. It wasn't great because I was in grade eight, but, <laughs> and then I got into writing fantasy and now I'm a fantasy author. So yeah, don't get so don't get so married to one idea or one genre because you want to experiment a little bit and see what works best for you. My next tip here is going to be knowing the process of writing a book. And again, this can be for if you are just writing it for fun. If you're writing for if you're writing it for fun, then like you can do kind of whatever you want. <laughs> it doesn't really matter as long as you get the book done. Um, but if you are going more of the professional route or even just the route like I just want to write a book. If it gets published, it gets published. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I would still try to keep in mind the process. <laughs> even, if, even if you're writing it for fun, it's still kind of good to know the process and then you can just kind of do whatever you want. Um, but to explain it in the simplest terms I possibly can, you have the brainstorming stage, obviously, first. This is kind of obvious. <laughs> and this is just where you're brainstorming ideas, you're ex uh, brainstorming characters, you're brainstorming uh, plots, you're brainstorming just the overall story, uh, the overall story of what you want this to be. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, you can, it's a long list of things that you can be brainstorming and everyone goes about this kind of differently. So I'm not going to tell you this is how you brainstorm because everyone's going to brainstorm differently. But me personally, I like to turn to Pinterest personally, because I think that there's just so much artistic, uh, uh, creative, creative photos on there, I guess. I like all the artistic stuff because it's very much up to interpretation a lot of the time. And I really love, I really love Pinterest for that. So that's where I personally go, um, where I get most of my inspiration from. I have a gazillion boards on my Pinterest. Um, but I know other people will look at uh, just other uh, works that they, or other projects that they've done before in the past, or they'll just pull from different pieces of media or they will go on places like Pinterest or not Pinterest, uh, Instagram or whatever. Like there's a million different ways you can go about doing this. Um, I know other people also will get inspiration from people in their lives. They'll like pull, like they'll create a whole character based off someone in their life or some, something like that. You know, you can pull from literally anywhere or you can pull from all, like a little bit of all these places, you know? So the, the brainstorming process is very like, uh, uh, tailored to your to you and your needs, I guess. I don't know. It's very individualized. <laughs>
The next stage in all of this is going to be making character profiles, and character profiles are pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, you're literally just making profiles, answering a bunch of questions about each of your main characters, I'll say. You definitely don't have to do it for every single character that appears in your book, um, but I would do it for as many characters as you think as you deem necessary. Um, obviously you have your main characters, and you have your supporting characters, you have your villains, all those people, that should be like the bare minimum <laughs> that you do. Um, and again, the villains, you also need to do it for them. I know some people will forget to do it for the villains, but they need to be just as developed as your main character, okay? So don't forget about the villains um, or the antagonists. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a it, you, you can get your questions from literally anywhere. Um, <laughs> I know I've done some videos on character profiles where I show you my whole list. Um, I believe I've shown off my whole list. I believe I have at some point. Um, I would go over it, but I feel like that would be a really long thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, you just, it, the main categories I'll say is like, you have like the main profile where it's just like, what's their name? What's their sex? What's their gender? Who are their parents? Do they have siblings? Where are they from? What's their ethnicity, culture, whatever, that kind of stuff that's in like the main profile. And then you have like their like appearance. So that's like height. That's um, how their facial facial features are, what's their body type, stuff like that. Then you have like uh, relationships and that can be like family, friends. Um, you have uh, uh, the romance section where you talk about their uh, like what relationships have they had, what are they attracted to, what's their sexuality, that kind of stuff. And then you have, what was the next one? Um, I believe it was personality where you talk about like um, um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember at this point. Oh yeah, where you talk about like, uh, are they like an introvert, are they an extrovert, like right-brained, left-brained, that kind of stuff that just makes up your personality. Um, also like dreams and goals that the character has, beliefs, um, uh, and then their fears and their insecurities. So I'm just reading it off of here because I don't remember all of these off the top of my head. Um, the next one here is skills and hobbies. Just, again, just talking about um, what kind of abilities they have at their disposal, I guess. <laughs> um, obviously listing the skills, listing like schooling that they have, um, hobbies, like I said, strengths, weaknesses. Um, and another one I like to throw in is like, who would they die for? Because I feel like that really speaks to the character. Like, would they die for a family member? Would they die for uh, a friend of theirs? Would they die for literally anyone? Would they die for no one? Like, no one's worth your life, you know? Like. I'm curious. That's what I like to do personally. I think it's very important, but you can literally be whatever you would like <laughs> to throw in there. I think that some of these things are like, you absolutely need to have those, but you definitely don't need to have every single one of these questions answered for every single character. And then the next one is the outlining planning stage of your story. And this is one that I find a lot of people rush through. I don't really know why. <laughs> I find a lot of people rush through it though, because maybe they just find it boring or something. I don't know. Um, but the planning stage and the outlining stage is arguably the most important. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every part is like the most important in their own right. But anyway, um, the outlining stage is so, so important because this is your like bird's eye view of your story. And it's so like, it, it's really tough to get a, like understand and remember every single thing that happens in your story when you're just looking at your drafts or your manuscript, it's it's very tough, especially if you have a very long manuscript. It's really hard to remember everything and make sure that everything is still flowing without reading through the entire thing. Um, it's very, it's very, very tough. So taking the time to make an outline and again, looking at it from a bird's eye view, you can manipulate things very easily and you can 
flip things around, you can take things in, take things out, before you even get into the mess <laughs> that is writing multiple drafts. I find that it can be very, very confusing. Even with an outline, it can still be very confusing to like start playing around with the draft. But if you have an outline, it'll make things so much easier. I honestly couldn't, can't even imagine doing it without an outline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, the outlining stage is very important. Um, and this, and like your outline, you can do multiple drafts of your outline. Like I've done multiple drafts of all of my outlines. I do, that's like the first, like that's like the thing that you do before you even get into drafts. If you do multiple rounds of your outlining, that means you don't have to write nearly as many drafts. If that, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> because writing an outline is so much faster than rewriting an entire manuscript or changing multiple chapters and rewriting a bunch of chapters. It's so much easier to just redo an outline where you only have to rewrite a paragraph. You only have to rewrite like a few paragraphs or a page even. Like <laughs> it's so much easier, man. It's so, it's so much easier. So just go for that. Try to spend as much time as possible on outlining. And then when you are absolutely, absolutely confident in your outline, then you move on to drafts. And like I said, the next thing is drafts. <laughs> That's the next thing you gotta do. And again, I'm not gonna get too into it, but I mean, you can do multiple, multiple drafts. It can be anywhere. I, I would say at least aim for three or four drafts. Um, if you're doing this professionally, if you're not doing it professionally, who cares? <laughs> Just do as many drafts you want. Um, but if it is a professional uh, manuscript that you want to publish in some sense, I would at least suggest going through at, le at, at least three drafts because <laughs> that's going to do, that's going to at least catch most of the issues. I feel like it's almost impossible to fix everything and make it a perfect draft, quote unquote, like it'll never be perfect. Um, but I think three drafts is like a good bare minimum. Um, but I know some people will go up to even like 10 different drafts before they publish or before they get into editing. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on to edits. Again, this can be, this this has a bunch of different steps to it. <laughs> it's its own process, I feel like. Um, and this is like self-editing, this is getting beta readers, this is getting professional edits done. And again, you definitely don't have to get professional edits done unless you are uh, publishing uh, yourself. I would, I, you definitely don't have to get professional edits done if you aren't like publishing it uh, professionally or self-publishing. I believe that if you go the traditional publishing route, and this is a whole publishing conversation that we won't get into, but I believe that if you go the traditional publishing route, you don't have to get professional editors, like you don't have to pay for those. Um, but if you go the self-editing route, you definitely need to pay for self uh, uh, or not. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. You have to pay for professional editors. <laughs> um, and then also if you are self-publishing, you would also have to get a cover designer, all that fun stuff. Um, I'm not gonna get super into it because that's not that did not necessary. <laughs> um, and then obviously it is the publishing process, which you can go however you want, or you can just not publish it and just keep your book for yourself. <laughs> all right, that was a lot longer of a tip than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so long. Um, okay, so then moving on to the next one, I'm going to say take your time with the whole creative stage. This is kind of touching on what I talked about earlier with like taking the time to really go through your outline and like doing multiple drafts of your outline, but really try to expand your idea. Because the first idea that you probably have for your book, like the initial idea that inspires you to make your book, is probably gonna not be what you end up with. I'm <laughs> just saying. Um, I mean, literally any, like ask any storyteller um, who's written a book or told a story of some sense um, through any type of media. <laughs> like if you ask them, what was your initial idea for this story that you told? I guarantee you it would be very different from what they ended up with. 
Um, and that's, again, assuming that they did this professionally. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, even if it isn't professional, usually your idea, your idea will greatly change as you go through all these steps, as you do the brainstorming, as you do the character profiles and outlining, and finally doing drafts. Like, it's going to change. It's going to be manipulated. So don't get, like, married to this idea, your very first idea, because the other thing is it probably will be a very for lack of a better word, like just shallow or empty idea. Like, I don't, I feel like that's so mean to say. <laughs> I don't mean it in a mean way. Um, but usually like the first idea you have is a pretty like basic premise, you know? And like, as you start to delve a little bit more deeper into it and like start to outline it and pick it and pull it apart, it like you might notice that like some of this stuff is just not interesting or it's boring or there's a lot of plot holes that just don't make sense. And you will have to change those things to make it an interesting story and to add in conflict. And that's just what happens. That happens with literally every author. That happens to me. That happens with any any writer who has made any kind of story. <laughs> like you, that just happens. And don't like feel bad about that because that's just how the, that's just how the process goes. <laughs> so if your first idea just doesn't make any sense, don't feel bad. <laughs> just roll with it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I know that it's very easy to get married to that initial idea and you're like, I don't want to change it. Like, I, this was such a good idea, but like, I don't know how to make it work. Just be open. Just try, just throw some random things in there. If you think of a new idea and like run with it, like write it down on a page to see how it would fit. You're not abandoning your initial idea. You can just play around with different ideas and see what works and maybe you'll fall in love with a whole new story or a whole new plot line, you know, like it's okay. It's your baby. Your baby's developing. It's growing up. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like such an idiot. My next tip here is to make the creative process your own. And I say this because the creative process is so, like I said, individualized. Like, I could literally talk to a million authors and I can guarantee you that none of them will have the exact same process of writing a book. <laughs> Um, and that's just because it's so individualized. You ha you create your own environment. You create your own method that works for you. Especially as you get more experience, you'll find exactly what works for you and what doesn't work. And that might be vastly different from other people who are in the business. And that's totally fine. I'm, I, that's honestly something that I love the most about this because there's no one answer. There's no there's no like this is how you write a book and this is the only way to write a book. No, <laughs> there's hundreds of different ways to write a book. There's hundreds of, hundreds of different routines that you can have, that you can choose from, that you can create for yourself. And I don't know, I, that's why I like posting my own routines. That way it gives people ideas. Like if they wanna try out my routine or like tweak some things here and there and be like, oh, I don't like doing it that time of day or, oh, I actually would rather like do it in this environment rather than doing it there or, you know, that's what I, that's what I want to get from those videos. That's what I want people to get from those. So again, just make it your own process and like, just, just have fun with it. You know, Be, let yourself uh, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Try some different things. Like the first routine that you try probably won't work, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but even if it does kind of work, try something else. Throw some, throw another curveball in there. See how it goes. See what works, see what doesn't, and just try some different ideas um, when it comes to a routine because eventually you will find it and eventually you will find that sweet spot of what to do for your creativity to flow. And yeah, 
just roll with it, man. <laughs> just go for it. And also, who says that you need to stick to one single routine or one single way of going about doing the process, the writing process? Like, it's not even about the routine. It's about, like, the whole process. Like I said, with character profiles, you can ask whatever, or, like, answer whatever questions you want to answer for your characters. When it comes to uh, writing outlines, like, you can do that however the heck you want. When it comes to brainstorming, totally up to you man <laughs> like make it your own process and if you end up changing what you end up doing later on who cares i do that all the freaking time i do that like almost an embarrassing amount of times you know so don't stick to just one thing you can play around with it especially when you're new man like just try a bunch of new things try a bunch of things because eventually you will find what works and what doesn't work and maybe you'll find something that works even better than the last thing you did so <laughs> stay open to it my next tip here is to try some different methods of actually writing. Um, I think I mentioned this maybe briefly, maybe, maybe not. Um, but recently I've talked a little bit about writing on paper versus writing on the computer. And I did a poll recently on my channel just to see what people do, <laughs> just because I was curious. And I found that it was like everyone, like there's like votes for everything, um, which doesn't always happen, which was kind of interesting. Um, but like some people, like very few people did just the computer and very few people did just paper. <laughs> Most people did a combination of both. Most people did either like, actually I think the winner was like the one with the most votes was like, I do pretty much everything on paper, but then I write my drafts on the computer. That was like the most voted one, which I found kind of surprising. <laughs> I was kind of like, really? That many people write completely on paper, which was very interesting. Um, and then the second one was I do everything on the computer, but I do some stuff or I brainstorm or something like that. I figure out what it was exactly on paper, um, which was very interesting to me. I found it really, really fun to see that. But anyway, um, yeah, find your own way of writing. Like, and it honestly just depends on comfort and what um, brings out your crea creativity the most. <laughs> um, and I say that because like I've gotten some comments here and there on like, for example, like my uh, writing challenge videos where I try to write an entire book on paper where I'm basically complaining the whole time about how I don't like writing on paper. <laughs> um, and I get comments and I'll like, I'm so grateful that everyone is very positive and like, despite the fact that I'm like complaining the whole time. I'm very happy that everyone has very positive uh, reactions to me. Um, hating writing on paper even though they all apparently do it. I've gotten comments saying that like they like the reason why they like writing on paper is because that allows them to be the most creative and to offer them the most creative freedom in their eyes and in their method of writing. And I find that so interesting because I'm like the complete opposite. Like I personally prefer to use programs on my computer to maneuver pictures around or put arrows and uh, uh, lines and <laughs> colors like I don't know I find that so much more fun for me and just brings out my creativity creativity a lot more where other people like they said they get that from writing on paper <laughs> so find whatever works for you and I again I suggest just testing uh, testing it out with both like I used to be a person who used to write everything <laughs> on paper and then I turned into someone who does basically everything on the computer so Test out what you want and also just be open to trying new things as you go through the writing process and as you get more experience. But yeah, I don't know. That would be my advice for that because I don't know. I find it really interesting that people have these different methods and have these different writing processes. And the longer I've been on YouTube, I really noticed that, again, everyone has a totally different process. And it's so interesting to me because <laughs> we all kind of end up with the same product. We all still end up with a novel. We still all end up with some kind of story, regardless of whether or not it's the same genre or not. 
and we still we do it totally differently. I find that so interesting. <laughs> All right, and now I'm going to quickly talk about some different supplies you need. And this, this is going to be kind of a long list. I'm not going to talk about each and every one of them because it's sort of getting to be a long episode. I'm sorry. Um, I just keep on rambling. Um, but they're like, again, touching on like whether you do the computer or on paper. If you're doing it solely on the computer, you just need a computer. <laughs> you just need a, a device of some sort. Um, but if you're doing it on paper, there is plenty of different, there's a lot of different supplies you can choose from. Obviously one of them being like a notebook, you can have pencils, pens, colored pens, highlighters. Um, uh, you can also have like sticky notes. You can have a binder if you want. Um, I go again, I go more in depth with this and how to actually keep organized in some videos on my other on my uh, YouTube channel, Jamie Gray Author, if you want to go check that out. Um, I'm just going to kind of list them here and you can kind of just pick and choose what you like. Um, again, I don't want to make this a super long episode. Um, what are some other things? Uh, highlighters, uh, markers, um, uh, like clipboards. I know uh, a friend of mine used to use like she like instead of notebooks, she used to use clipboards. Um, there's also, you can do like a whiteboard if you want. Um, yeah, like it just goes on and on and on of how you can go about doing it. And that's not just for like, that's like for outlining. If you want to do, use that stuff for, um, uh, uh, what did I say? Brainstorming, outlining, character profiles, even drafts. If you want to do it like that, you can do storyboards. So many different things, man. <laughs> so many different things that you can use all this for. Again, make it your own freaking process, man. Have fun with it. Make it your own. It'll be great. <laughs> but I mean, to like, give you the bare minimum, like I know I just threw a lot of supplies at you, to give you the bare minimum that I think just about every writer should have is a computer or device of sorts, um, because that's usually the only way to publish whatever work you have. Um, and then a notebook of some sort, doesn't matter how big or small it is, just paper of some sort, and a pencil or a pen. I think that that's just the bare minimum that every writer should have, because like, it's it just, it just the bare minimum. It's like having best of both worlds, you know? Like you have your computer to publish your book and whatnot, and then you have your papers there to do any quick jot notes that you want to do or however, whatever you want to use either one for. I think that it's just good to have at least both, <laughs> personally. Maybe you disagree, but I think it's good to have at least both with you, not at all times, but to have that as an author, you know? All right, and then the very last thing here, I believe it's the last thing. Yes, it is the last thing. Um, is to know that your first book is not going to be perfect. It's probably actually not going to be very great in the grand scheme of things. Um, and in the, like, honestly, you're probably going to look back at it and probably cringe, regardless of how quote unquote good or how perfect it is. You know, you can make the best book ever and you, like a year or two years, three years down the line, you're going to look back on it and be like, why did I ever publish that? <laughs> Why did people ever buy that? You know, like I already feel that way. It's been over a year since I published my very first book and it, <laughs> I already look back at it and be like, why? Why did it, why did I, what was I thinking publishing that? <laughs> but I mean, people still bought it and people still gave it great reviews. And I just look back on it with uh, those lenses and I look back and cringe at it because I'm continuing to grow and develop as a writer and as an author. And that's just how it works. You can't do all of that development as much as we want to. We can't develop, we can't have all those years and all that experience in the span of a few months when you're trying to write your, this book. <laughs> that's just not how it works. So you kind of have to accept that you're just going to be as good as you are right now. And just, I would just suggest focusing on yourself and just doing like with each draft you do, try to just make it better than the last draft. 
that's all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> and just try to educate yourself as much as you can on whatever your strengths and weaknesses are. Obviously focus on your weaknesses, but also grow your strengths. Like that's what you gotta do as you grow and you develop. And also seek feedback from other authors. I think that that's something that I was so terrified to do. <laughs> um, and only in the recent uh, recent months, I've really been connecting with a lot more authors, uh, mostly over Instagram, but just over social media and on YouTube here, um, being able to connect with all these people has been really educational and really great to be a part of the community. And honestly, it is so easy to get that feeling of like imposter syndrome. Like I feel like that's so, so common in this line of work, honestly. Like I see that in a bunch of YouTube videos where people are doing like author vlogs or whatever. They're saying like, dealing like dealing with uh, with uh imposter syndrome or getting over imposter syndrome when writing my book or becoming an author like that is such a thing with authors and it's something i've experienced i'm sure plenty and plenty of authors of other authors have experienced this um, I'd be surprised if there's any authors out there who haven't experienced this, even veterans. But the main thing I would suggest doing to avoid feeling that is just avoiding comparing yourself to other authors because that is such a slippery slope, man. And you don't know what these other authors have gone through. You don't know their experience. You don't know if they have more extensive resources than you do. You don't know how long they've been at this. You don't know exactly how many books they've read. And you obviously don't know what's going on in their life. <laughs> Even if they're the same age of you, if they're younger, they're older, you got no clue, man. As much as like you can look at whatever they posted on the internet, everyone <laughs> filters what they put on the internet, okay? So don't, you can't always take that stuff at face value. So do, trying not to compare yourself, and trust me, I've compared myself to other people, especially as I first got into doing AuthorTube and becoming an author, like I compared myself to people all the time and I still need to remind myself to stop doing that because it is so easy, it's so easy to get caught up in the community sometimes, like it's obviously great to be a part of the community, but it's also, that slippery slope of comparing yourself rather than just trying to make connections and make friends and whatever, you know? That kind of stuff is stuff that you should focus on rather than like comparing yourself and being like, is my book as good as theirs? Or am I as good a writer as them? You're only as good as, you're, as you are right now and you can only get better than you were yesterday, you know? So um, I don't know, just try to keep that in mind. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna end this episode now because this is getting very long, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys like the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, but um, I'm gonna bring this video to, or this episode to a close now. Um, I believe that was everything I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again so, so much for hanging out with me and listening to this. If you did enjoy it, make sure you leave a like on it and subscribe to this podcast here so that we can pass it around and get uh, other people to listen to this. That way they can get whatever advice they need if they're starting to write a book or they wanna publish or whatever. Um, definitely subscribe, that way it gets passed around a little bit more. But um, yeah, that's gonna be it. Thank you again so, so much for hanging out with me and listening. But other than that, I'm gonna say thank you so, so much for watching. And of course, I hope you have a wonderful creative day. Bye.